Lads, how are we? We we have to be honest. We've we've started to record this podcast before. Tank's got some man attacking his Wi-Fi wires with the with the hedge cutter outside. Uh, Jimmy, I don't know what happened to yours. You disappeared for a second there, but we're all here. Jimmy and Tank, how are you both? Good, good mate. mate. Good, good. good. You've never your wife, all right. Why? Yeah, she's good, mate. She's good. But if she carries on cutting them trees down, she's getting there. Uh, yeah, for those listening, uh, Tank just texted us there and told us that uh, your your wife had crashed. But I think you meant to say that your Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. had crashed. Right? <laughs> uh, lads, it's been a couple of weeks. Jimmy, you've been away uh, traveling, uh, traveling the world with your son's footy team in Holland. Yep. How was the trip, mate? You come back with some silverware. Yeah, came back with a trophy, mate. Uh, under eights playing under nines. Um, really good. Really good for the lads to get away. He had his birthday out there as well, so he had his birthday with his mates. Not good for my bank balance, but uh, yeah, we had a good time. Uh, good stuff. And, and Archie played well? Yeah, really well. Um, started off a bit shaky, was trying a bit too hard. Um, and then the second day, his coaches had a word and we just kept it simple and... Uh, Played pretty much all three games. Played the whole of the final, um, which was good. Played really well. I think that was the advice that every manager has given you over the years, Jim, as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And it was finally in McCarthy listened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, those are the days. Uh, Tank, how are you, mate? You okay? What's I'm been good, going mate. On? Just chilling, mate. Chilling. Getting very jealous. My daughter's in Thailand at the minute, sending some unbelievable pictures back of her hotel oh, and what she's doing. Absolutely incredible, the place she's at. No way. A she's just there on a trip. It's just, it's just a holiday for her, is it? And a boyfriend. To be fair, mate, she's um, took a year out of uni. She set up her own little business and she's took herself, you know, she's had a good year with her and she's uh, took herself off to Thailand for 23 days, I think. Oh, first place. Do you know yeah. that, that's probably one of the things I uh, I regret the most about growing up. I never really did the whole nah, the whole tra- traveling thing. I was either playing footy or I was with a girlfriend who said, "If you go traveling, uh, we'll be finished." Or you know, some shite like that. And I ne- never did it. I think I should have done. So fair play. Can so. I just interrupt you there, mate? You've just said about growing up. I don't think you have. You've just been telling <laughs> us about your panels and your fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, getting, I'm getting sent off, so I don't. Think <laughs> You've up yet, mate. No. Yeah, to be fair, I've had a, I've had a, a mad weekend. I, I got sent off on, on, in, on playing football on Saturday. It was not my fault. It's never my fault. There you go. There you go. Never my fault. And then we've had uh, an interesting weekend. Yeah, leave with, it. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. Just fence panels. We'll just say fence panels. That's yeah. it. So moving, uh, moving swiftly on. Um, Tank, I'm going to come to you first because I want to start off with the Nations League. Um, yeah. Now. Um, there's been a ridiculous volume of games in the Nations League, which for me and you, as your your footballers head on, who is making decisions to play all these stupid games at the end of a, a football calendar as busy as the one that's just been? You've, you've got to wonder, haven't you? I mean, it's it's absolutely shambolic. I mean, nobody's interested in it either. You've got to be honest, no one's interested. And there's even less interest. Now, Channel 4's got the subscription as well. I mean, that is one of the worst things I've ever watched in my life. The England National game and they're switched off. But these games are just an absolute joke. Any chance of just giving these lads who... Look, I mean, even going back in my day, now, what these lads do in games surpasses anything what we've done. You know, the the intensity of games and, you know, the training intensity and everything. It's so much higher now. The level's so much higher. These lads need a break. Um, I've read in the paper today about, you know, Gareth Southgate and the England bubble burst. And not at all. I just, 
I think 99% of that squad are just thinking, any chance of this season finishing so I can piss off an holiday and get my legs up and have a rest? It's a it shambles. Exactly. Do you know the thing that I've read, and maybe you can explain it to me, Jim, right? So I'm looking at that. Is the Nations League, right? Because I'm not... I'm not a huge fan of international football. Yeah, I don't yeah. particularly resonate towards England. We've been through this one before. Um, still want them to do well, don't get me wrong. But I'm looking at these these games. Are they not competitive then? Because England no, played they... a team against Italy that yeah. basically wasn't their full strength. Like, what's the story behind it? Like, what's the so it is competitive, it's it's billed as being competitive, but it's a way to do away with international friendlies and as such. So, uh, but there's no it's a glorified relegation. friendlies. Basically, it's a glorified friendly. Yeah, there's no relegations. You don't get anything from it. I think you might get some more FIFA standings, but no one, even Kevin De Bruyne, came out and said, "I, don't, you know, I don't want to play this. What's the point?" Yeah. Um. And and for, funny enough, Belgium got knobbed four 0 by Netherlands after he came out and said that. Watch that game. Um. But uh, if I'm if I'm playing now, not even to mention it's a World Cup year which has been moved as well, so the lads are going to get less of a break. It's um, it's just they don't they need to do something. Four games or three games or however, however many games there were in that short space of time after some lads have played 60, 70 games a year is stupid, ridiculous. I'm not surprised with a ball draw. You want to be on the beach getting you know have a rest and recoup, charge the batteries. It's a, it's a joke. Yeah, I'm not sure if KDB wants to be on a beach with his well, skin complexion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, that's spoken like a man with true experience oh, yeah. there, Jim, to be fair. Ginger to ginger, I don't think he wants to be on a beach. Uh, Jim, Tang touched on something there about Southgate's bubble potentially burst, and um, I'm quite opinionated when it comes to, to Gareth Southgate. Mm. Do you do you not buy into that then? I, I kind of feel like the tide is, is maybe turning a little bit and he's under a bit of pressure. I think he could be under a little bit of pressure, but I think, you know, you can't really, like like Tank says, I don't think you can read into these games. You can only read into how he does in the World Cup, um, qualifiers, etc. What I, what the biggest criticism I've got of, of Gareth Southgate is that he, I don't see him rotating enough. I don't see fringe players getting enough for games. I'd like to see more from Tammy Abraham, um, you know, some of the, some of the Jared Bowen, I would like to see get more game time. I don't think you need to have, and I know he wants Kane to break the record, but he doesn't need to play every single game. And what worries me is, is there's no backup when it comes to World Cups. He doesn't know what his second best team is because he never gives them a chance. Um, so I think I think he's stars on the wane. You hear it a lot. Um, you hear it a lot on the, you know, on the in the pundits. But um, I think you can only judge him on on tournament football, really. I see. I, I don't know. I I just look at Southgate and this England squad and it just seems a mishmash of players with undoubted talent who seem to be playing within themselves, irrespective of competition. I think England have... have I know everyone says, oh, we've got further in competitions than we have in X amount of managers. I think England should have been winning those tournaments and I, I think they didn't win the tournaments because their manager is far too defensive like we should be beating Croatia. Like these teams, the, the Italy team were there for the taking. If we were mm. brave and went at them, that was England's best chance to win a, a major tournament. And I, and it I was. honestly think Southgate shit the bed there. No, but you've also got to understand is that these lads, it was a relatively young team, relatively young manager. They haven't had that experience in that final, have they? They've not got that. Um, 
that that final mentality. So I think they just all panicked, and I think everyone's just kind of shit themselves and and sat back and and hoped for the best. Which, when you're used to having them finals week, you know, year in year out, that's when that group of players will know right. Well, last time we did we did this, so, but it's. it's you can't. I don't think any international manager can win. You either go gungo and try to win every game five nil and get beat, and you, you're awful. Defend and get to the final of the Euros, and you're too defensive. I don't. I don't think there's a happy balance at all in international football. Where do you sit on Southgate Tank? And the second part of this question is: Do you think one of the biggest problems he faces is trying to get the best out of the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold, or would you sit on? on the defence of um, Reese James, Kyle Walker, because I actually think both of them are, are very good at what they do. I think Kyle Walker's pace gets him out of a lot of trouble and the team out of a lot of trouble. I actually think Reese James is a very, very good fullback, very well-rounded. Where do you sit on Southgate and I suppose his, his ability to get the best out of players? I've never been a big, a big fan of Southgate, full stop. You know, I think he's got a group of players there who are, absolutely outstanding probably the best technical group of english football players we've had ever you know we always used to you know go on in our game that we were always brilliant at like this that and the other in the game but the technicality of the game we were always you know not as good as the other countries i think now we're right up there with them for me he plays too many square pegs and round holes why you play kieran trippy as a left back we've got some good left backs we've got some outstanding young left backs in England, why not just trust them? You know, I think I don't think he trusts certain players. Reese James is an outstanding footballer, really is. He's not at the level of Trent Arnold Phillips. And people can say to me about Trent. I love, I love the way you get every name wrong, mate. That was was that Trent Arnold Phillips. What we should, that. what we should do for the new season, Jim, is just get honestly. Tank to say random players' names. Shocking with names. <laughs> can't so even remember. Can't even remember the kids' names. But going back to, he, he's not on the level of Trent Arnold, and that is just a fact. And. People say about how Trent gets caught out at Liverpool, you know, in the high line. Yes, he does. But there's a reason he gets caught out. Because that's where Jürgen Klopp wants him to be. Jürgen Klopp wants him to be so far high up for Liverpool to create what he creates going forward. Now, if Jürgen Klopp says to Trent Arnold, we don't want you there, we want you to... You know, people wouldn't get over the top. People make too much about Trent Arnold's defensive, you know, incapabilities, and I I don't see it. I don't have it. If a manager... If I played fullback, and if I was getting asked to play that high up the pitch, I am completely and utterly exposed in behind me, but that's where the manager wants me to be. You know, no player in the world will play that position where Trent Arnold plays high up without a manager say so because you'd you'd be you'd never kick a ball for the manager again. But we've just going back on to England. I mean, I think I'm with you, Jamie. Where yes, we've made the semi-final of the World Cup. Yes, and by the way, in that World Cup, we played every dog and duck team we could possibly have played. We didn't play any one of any real substance in the Champions League. Hey, don't you start that. <laughs> Possibly. And then, you know, the Euro, we should never, you know, Italy was not an outstanding team, was it? You know, the very aging team and, you know, they dealt with us. So, but on the other side, I don't think we can judge them on this shit show of the Nationals League, neither. No, I agree. Uh, it's funny you say there about, about Trent, um, because I think when you look at Liverpool, 
I'm very much of the thinking Liverpool's high line for those that don't watch it that often. They say, oh, Liverpool always get caught out. Liverpool have, have made a judgment where it's risk reward. We are happy to run the risk of being caught out sometimes by having a high line because we trust Alison Becker in 1v1 situations. And he's proved more often than not that that is, is fully justified. He's excellent in 1v1. So Liverpool, while trying to create, will be happy to give away some chances. And I think it's exactly the same with Trent. What he gives going forward, they are happy that, you know, maybe once or twice in a game, he'll get caught out in, in that zone. And when you think of the likes of, of Vinicius running the opposite way, who's cheating, staying high and wide and just waiting for that clip, it's it's a risky strategy, but it's one that Liverpool seem happy to 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 go with. Jim, I, w- I want to come to you on onto the next topic, right? Because it's it, it suppose it's kind of linked to to Trent in a way. One thing that has created a lot of stare online at the moment, and you'll give us nice balance here as the non-Liverpool fan between myself yeah. and Tank, uh, is the PFA team of the season. Um, yeah. And for those uh, for those listening that maybe haven't seen it. Uh, team of the season voted for by fellow professionals with the PFA tank. Is it just players or is it managers? Where does it extend to in terms of the voting? It's just the players. You just get a yeah. sheet with 11 and you just pick your best one to 11. Oh, really? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. You just get a sheet like goalkeeper and you just you fill the name in. Done. Yeah. And and is the tactical voting, like, have you known tactical voting from some of the lads who is like, hold on. You know, you definitely know that Ronaldo, for example, no, would be happy to isn't. not put Salah up there. You know what I mean? Something like that. To be honest with you, mate, <laughs> I was bottom of the league with Forrest and Leicester, so we weren't like competing with them big boys up there. We just used to go, who's, who's like, who's ripped the arse out of you the best? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he destroyed me there. So, yeah, but I should imagine at the top end with the big boys. I mean, they used to have that with Messi and Ronaldo, didn't they, with the balance order, and they'd never vote for each other, which is, but. So as far as like the clubs I played for, there was no like tactical vote because none of us were ever in team of the year. <laughs> for for those that haven't haven't uh, seen the team, it, it was voted Alison Becker in goal, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold right back, Van Dijk, Rudiger, and Cancelo as a back four, midfield three De Bruyne, Thiago, go on Thiago, uh, Bernardo Silva in midfield, and then up front Mo Salah, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Sadio Mane. Jimmy, yeah. Any surprises for you in there? Who 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 could feel particularly hard done by? Son, yeah. Song is should I'd be absolutely fuming if I was him. How he? I mean, not that Mane's had a bad season, but he's not. He's probably not been where he's been the last couple of seasons, and that's just because he's been, you know, outstanding for a number of years. But Son, um, just. He can't do much more, to be honest, can he? <laughs> what more? I mean, joint top scorer. He gets about 85 assists a year. Uh, everyone loves him. Um, and not that that matters, but my point is, like, how... He's not a prick. How, like, you know, people nah, are going to are gonna be happy yeah, to vote yeah, for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he seems dead sound. So, if 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 anyone, then, yeah, I, I would say Son uh, was if, would have the, the number one um, grievance against that team. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree. Tank, I think the other one potentially maybe then is is in midfield. Um, I was looking at that. Like, as much as I love Thiago, I was, I was surprised, I think it's fair to say, that he got he got in there. I thought potentially he could be looking at maybe a Rodri. I, I actually think Rodri was was outstanding for City. Uh, who else for you was, was uh, I suppose, a bit of a surprise? I was surprised that Thiago, I thought Declan Rice should have been in there. Yeah, he's had an absolutely outstanding uh, season. So, uh, Thiago, 
thought was poor the first half. Oh, of the don't you start me? No, you have bumped no, heads but, over this load. <laughs> fair play too. He, he was outstanding towards the second half of the season. And I tell you who else? I think both of them are quite lucky to be in the side, and you might be surprised at this. Salah and Manny. Salah, Salah was absolutely outstanding for the first half of the season. Pre pre Afcon, basically. Yes, mm. and after that, I I mean, I've got to be honest. I think his form for Liverpool, the second half of the season from the, after the Afcon, was absolutely shocking. Now, Mane before the Afcon, he was looked like he couldn't trap a, a dead rat. He was shocking, and then he come back and he was outstanding. So I think both of them kind of can count themselves lucky to be in if you know Son 110% should be in there he's been absolutely out of this world I don't think Ronaldo should be in there oh come on I don't that's a bad shot I don't listen he's a goal scorer he's always scored goals wherever he's been he's scored goals he's scored lots of goals and he's in an awful Man United side I can't remember watching too many games where I thought wow Ronaldo was unbelievable there Unbelievable. Does he just need to score? But they, we could have the same conversation about Mane Salah, who I don't think should have been in there as well. Mm. Both of them, Salah scored more goals than Ronaldo. Mane must have been around about level with Ronaldo or more. Mm. And I don't think either of them should be in the side. I don't see what Ronaldo's warranted to be in that in that side. I'd have Kane ahead of Ronaldo. I think Kane's had an outstanding season in a different type of role, a more, you know. He's like the assist king, Kane, and he's a he, mm. you know sometimes you watch Kane, you're like he's unplayable. I don't think you've seen one game with Ronaldo where you thought he was absolutely phenomenal. He scored last minute goals, last ditch goals, important goals. Yeah, I've not watched him and thought he's unbelievable in today. I I think I flip flopped on Ronaldo a bit. I think when he he signed, I was very vocal. I didn't think Man United need him. I still don't think Man United need him. To be honest, I thought they had bigger problems. I thought he made them more disjointed, and it's nearly like the Lukaku syndrome with Everton and Chelsea. You have to funnel everything through him if you if you, if you want to get the best out of him. And then I I kind of looked at it at the bigger picture at the end of the season, and I think it's more to do with context. And and maybe this is where I suppose the the disagreements come at his age playing in, a, in an awful Manchester United team um, that don't create a huge amount of chances. Um, I just don't think he didn't play that many matches either. Yeah, I think, no, I think that's the, the, the thing. He, he scored, a, a, to score that volume of goals, kind of like with, with the Ibrahimovic type thing when he came, you know, he just, he just scored goals. And I think at this stage, that's probably all you're going to get from Cristiano Ronaldo, given his age, is he'll be in the right place at the right time and, and, he, and he'll score the goals. Ooh. Who would your front three have been then, Tank, just before we move back to Jimmy? I'd have I'd have Son and Kanan. I'll be honest with you, I'd have Son and yeah. Kanan. With Salah. Yeah. With Salah, probably Salah, yeah. Just yeah. because of the sheer numbers. But, you know, sometimes you watch Tottenham with Son and Kane, and you're like... Yeah, they're onto something they're with them, too, Absolutely aren't they? out of this world. I mean, Kane's playing a different type of, you know, number nine where he's dropping deep and some of his through balls to Son and his assists are outstanding, but he's still scoring goals. Now, for me, that warrants team of the year. Team of the year is not someone who you just say, I'm going to put him in because he's in the right right place at the right time. But there's absolutely nothing nothing else. And I'm, listen, Ronaldo's the, one of the greatest players that's ever played football, bar none. I'm not doubting that. But for me, personally, he should be nowhere near the team of the year. Team of the year for me is someone who you go, he's been outstanding all season, or he's, he's done this or he's done that. That's just you know my opinion on that. 
Did you did you play against Ronaldo? It must have been towards the end of your career. We did the two parallel that they cross yeah. over. Yeah, played against him a few times uh, for Leicester. Yeah, me and Ben Thatcher took times to get a booker, and then he went over the other side. Thank God, <laughs> Jesus, Cristiano Ronaldo coming up against yeah. you two. Who got him first, you or Ben Thatcher? Well, I mean, listen, he was funny because yeah, I played left back. He was left sided centre half snatch, and he's, he's round the bend. And he's just like, I'll get him first, son. You get him second. <laughs> so we've gone through him, and then I've gone through him, and then Alex Ferguson went swap. So we've put gigs that side, and gigs televised us. Like, <laughs> really? <not weird."> <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, imagine that get, getting Cristiano Ronaldo moved, and then Ryan Giggs comes in his place. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jim, when you, I suppose, uh, you look at this, right? It's it's voted for by the, the the professionals, the players, your peers, you know, as, as any player, if you, you know, you're getting an award that's voted for by uh, fellow players. It's, it's the yeah. ones that mean the most. There was one player who did not take uh, too well to the results <laughs> of this team, to put it lightly, um, and that's Laporte from Man City. Now, yeah. I have to give my two pence. Actually, no, go on. You go first, right? It's not about me. It's about your opinions, right? Yeah. It, it, was a, think... it was a strange reaction. And for those that, that, that haven't seen it, he went on a, a not a tirade uh, at all, but he posted up a lot of things on Instagram, basically stats of how he'd done so well this season. And then I think his tweet was along the lines of, if you know that uh, Mourinho gif, if I speak, I get in trouble with some uh, googly eyes. So we all know what he's saying. He, he believes he should have been voted in that team. Where do you stand on that, Jim? You do I mean, that. You do something like that. Would I? Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think most people would. I think it, you know, we're in the age of social media now. So I think, I think if you're in that sort of elite level and what, well, and, and I know Tank said he didn't vote tactically, but it will be all tactical votes. I mean, there's tactical votes in my under eight team for parents, players, never mind bloody <laughs> Premier League teams. Um, so the, I think he's got. I think he. I think he could have a right to um, to be aggrieved as well. But I think there's ways and means, and he's just frustrated. He's just annoyed, and and he's he's now got a voice on social media, and that's. But isn't that what we want players to be? You know, you don't want their social media teams to be running it. That's surely we want to see. We want to see him being annoyed, and and how that reacts. We shouldn't lambast him for it. We should, you know, praise him for his honesty. He's pissed off, and he wants everyone to know he's pissed off. Whereas in the past, it would have been, you know, just gone by the way and no one would have heard anything and you move on to next season. So I, I'm actually pleased that he's he's showing his human side um, and, and being honest about being annoyed. He's played for the league champions. Yeah, I, I'll be Rudy honest with you. has been I... awful since he's, you know, since he moved to Madrid, um, transpired. Oh, yeah, I'm not I, too I... sure about that. I, I'm not too sure he's been awful. He was not awful. Either. Maybe awful is harsh, but he was certainly much better up until the point where he knew he was going. And then Chelsea, I think, the I think Chelsea fell was, off though. Yeah, they, they, say, they yeah, fell Chelsea off. Chelsea as yeah. a team were bad, which in terms falls on to Rudiger. But you know, Chelsea was second, fell down to third. Luckily, everyone else was bad. You know, if if the season might have been ten games longer, they could have fell out the top four. So I think, and you got Laporte, who's playing regularly for the league champions. He's not playing bad, is he? If he's playing regularly, so where, where are you on this tank? Before I throw my two pence into the ring, I don't even think he's in the top five centre half this season, Laporte. 
be brutally honest with you. I think Diaz mm-hmm. is better ahead of him. Diaz is a better player than Nepal. Rudiger, Rudiger's absolutely outstanding. Like, I think he's been outstanding for Chelsea. Every time that we've played against him, he's had Mo Salah in his pocket. Like, he's I like, a, he's he's like a, a throwback centre back. He's like he a is. big, horrible, horrible yeah. dog. Yeah. He'll fight you. He'll, he's rapid, so you can't run him. He'll kick you. If you want to go toe to toe with him, he'll go toe to toe. He'll edit. He'll clear, he'll clear it. If you need to knock, smash it 25 rolls back, he'll do it. He can play. For, I think he's an outstanding centre half. You don't get a move to Real Madrid if you're not an outstanding centre half. For me, as a whole season, he was another way. Right, listen, he was an outstanding centre half. I'll tell you what, in his pomp, he was some player. <laughs> I just think he was outstanding. Yeah, he's dipped off when he was getting his move to Real Madrid, but. Are you going to stick your neck on the line? I'm saying he's dipped off. I thought he was outstanding against Liverpool in the cup finals. No, and I agree. So, like I said, I think, I think, I think, as you say, it's team of the season, isn't it? And this is where yeah. you're saying Salah might be lucky because he's. But at the start of the season, he was, he was unbelievable, and this, yeah. that's what I like about Salah being included. Because whereas Thiago, I think, has got in because he played one decent game against Man United. I'll give over, Jim. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't go, don't get we we move past Tiago. I'm with you. I'm with you. Tanks, I'm with tanks you. Happy here. We have we have butted heads about Tiago. Like, look, Tiago is ah, don't get me started, right? No, I love leave it. No, no, Tiago's a great player. My point is he's been included in that because he had four. It's, or five recent, it, it's games. probably a bit of recency bias, I think, yeah, with, with Tiago. Salah's been but, included. Rudiger's probably out. Yeah, but I think he's only had maybe a month where he was like not quite at it. I think for the like the nine months prior that he was he was out absolutely outstanding. But I'd have Diaz. I think Diaz is ahead of Laporte. Laporte's just that he's a, he's all right, Laporte. Yeah, you know, would you have Laporte... kicked off Tank if you thought you should have been in the team in the season and he could have vented publicly? He, he kicks you? off at anything. Tank. Like, listen. <laughs> I got kicked off Twitter because I seen Boris Johnson waving from a plane, so I kick off on anything I kick off him. But no, listen, I can understand his frustration. He's a good centre half. I think there's at least four or five who's better than him. Yeah, I, I kind of, I'm ever thinking with this where I actually agree with. I didn't come into this conversation thinking I'd agree with you on that one, Jim, because I wasn't expecting that angle. But I think you make a good point. We're we're always moaning at players for giving stock shite answers in the in, in the press. It becomes boring, monotonous. We want them to show a human side. So, yeah, I think you've probably got a point there, Jim. It's actually good to see that he cares. I just personally would be of the thinking, keep your head down, mate. Go go do your job yeah, and get in. I don't Use think it as fuel. change it, though, is he? He's not going to go into next season. Yeah, really. but it, it just it feeds into this narrative that I personally think City are a little fragile. They've got a bit of an inferiority uh, uh, complex. City, really. I, I, I honestly, I, I honestly, player who thinks he's had a good season, won the league, and thinks he should be in team of the season. That's what I don't. I think you, I think you're taking two and two and getting six, mate. No, but I'd look at, I'd look if you look at um, Diaz. Like T- Tank made the the comment there about Diaz. If if Laporte's giving it the big one there, I'd be more inclined to say, well, hold on, some of my teammates should be getting on as well. I just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold myself in that high esteem to be like, I demand that my fellow professionals vote me in this team. Even if you think it, keep your head down. Mm. Like like Mo Salah, for example, keeps his head down, dr- uh, uh, driven to go and get the next award, the next award, whatever, keeps his focus. Let, let your talking be done on the pitch. I don't know. It's, I just I felt the tone of it just screams a little bit of Man City, this it's everyone against us type thing. And, and I think that comes from, from the manager. I don't know. I think... Say less, do more on the pitches is, is probably where I sit on that one. You don't agree, Jim? 
50-50, mate. I, I agree with you. I get what you're saying, totally. But I just think um, he's just making his point. And the points he can make with are with numbers. And, and that's what he's doing. So I think, you know, I, I get it. If you want to be in the team scene, I also get where you're thinking because I think it would happen. I think as a player, if I'm playing for Villa and City have absolutely blitzed, I'm not voting for them. I'll vote for my mates. So... But we don't know what goes on in these votings. If I'm in that team and I feel like I should be in the team and I'm not, I've got stats to prove it. I'm going to make sure that people are aware of it, whether that screams, you know, look at us or, you know, woe is me. I don't care because the stats, the stats are the stats. Tank, I'm going to come to you on transfers, right? We're going to finish off on a bit of transfer talk. Um Obviously, two big, two big transfers that have been done by the two top teams. Um, it, it looks it announced today that obviously it's no secret Haaland has joined Manchester City, yep. um, and it looks like Liverpool have now secured the signing um, of Nunes from Benfica for roughly, I think, the initial fee was around sixty-four million. You're looking at the best part of twenty million add-ons based on performance. Um, good value for money. Are you impressed with with that sign? And what's your initial reaction? Of Nunes, yeah, I think yeah. it's a very good sign. You know, you've got to look at his age, um, how much he's got development and growth in him. He's a, Obviously, he's a goal scorer. He scored a couple of goals against us. He looked lively against us. Um, my only gripe is when I was watching him, I was kind of like, you know, I found myself saying, just stay on your fucking feet, man. He was rolling around like, and hopefully that gets knocked out of him because that's a pet, you know, it's a pet hater, man. But as an all round, I've seen a stat of Chris Sutton, which he, he bores me, but he actually had a good stat. As the Liverpool-Tottenham game when we drew, which technically could have cost us the league. Liverpool doing a Premier League record of 46 crosses into the box. Um, and this lad is exceptional in the air. And that just might be the little tweak what's needed for us just to go that step uh, closer next season. Yeah, Trent and Robbo will certainly be lick, uh, licking the lips. Oh, with, with, with he'll be he'll be licking his lips as well. By the way, yeah. getting on the end of them crosses. So I just think, and you know, just on money, you know, I think about me and you spoke today, JML, after you messaged with him saying a few. You see a few Liverpool fans saying about money or he's this, that, and the other. I think it's nothing to do with money, with money. I just think we've we're getting a twenty-two year old with all the potential in the world. Money's going to be going out. He's given six years incredible service. He's won the lot, and he wants to change. We pay 30 million for them, and it looks like we're going to get 40 million from them. I just think it's great business by Liverpool for a player who wants something to try something different. It, I think the thing with uh, Liverpool, and, and I think I said this to you, Tank, it seems to me, and look, it, it sounds like Mane has, has asked for, let's say, 300 grand a week, give or, give or take, right? Bayern are prepared to pay that, Liverpool won't. Um, it seems like Liverpool's business model is not to give out those big last contracts to players, unless you know particular circumstances. I was surprised Henderson got his at the at the length that he did. Um, uh, to be honest, not surprised in obviously great captain and all that, but just not something Liverpool traditionally do. It seems like they've been happy to let Mane go in the fact that they'll bring in Nunes on a room at hundred grand a week, so roughly a third of of Ooh. Mane's wages. Is this is is this just a case, Jim, of of uh, Liverpool's business model? Um, you know, they're bringing in the, the the next big thing. They seem to like to bring in the next big thing rather than, I suppose, retain or sign those kind of finished articles. What was your reaction to? Yeah, I mean, I think I said it on another podcast that 
when we talked around the Haaland sign and I think I said Man United should, but you know, I mentioned Darwin Nunes and, and being the player that if anyone wants to try and catch City to, to go and get. So I think it's great business. Um, time will tell on the fee. Um, if you'll think he's getting 100 grand a week and just pay 85 million for him, then you, you've got another thing coming, mate. He's definitely going to be on more than 100 grand a week. Honestly, mate, I think he's about he's rumored to be on around 100 grand a week. Yeah, but it's a six year deal, you know what I mean? Six year deal, big yeah, long yeah. deal. But well, I, I agree, I think will do their contracts right. I think, um, uh, you know, in terms of not handing them, them massive contracts out, um. But on the flip side, it could also, it can come and bite you on the bum because it's all well and good buying young players and you know, the famous words, you don't win nothing with kids and all that sort of stuff. But I think sometimes you just need them old heads in the team and, and unfortunately you're going to have to, you're going to have to give these players a contract and maybe chuck in a release clause or something along them lines. Now, you know, if, could you have kept Mane? You know, someone's going to have to leave. Does that mean I I can see Jota moving out to the left, Nunes through the middle, and you're going to lose either? You know, will Firmino go? I don't I don't know. Obviously, I know you're losing Origi as well. Um, so yeah, I, dro- I I dropped him off the airport at Origi with pleasure. <laughs> with pleasure. I don't, don't get how everyone Diaz. loves him. Diaz, oh yeah, Diaz on the don't left. That, yeah. So Jota's going to obviously drop to the bench for me. One of them probably going to be off. I would assume Firmino more than. No, I, I think he'll I think he'll keep I think honestly think he'll keep them all, Jim. I think he'll probably look at um Diaz from the left, Nunes through the middle, Salah from the right, and then you have Firmino and Jota as the as the replacements, give or take the, the the opposition. I also think they've got a couple of young lads. People are sleeping on your lad the lad they signed from Fulham, uh Cavalio. Listen, He's, but he's going to want to play regularly, isn't he? So I, I can see, I can see him going out on loan, and I can. No, I, I honestly, I, I think he'll surprise you, mate. I think he'll uh, I think that, he, that advanced midfield role. I think you might see him a bit of a Coutinho esque type role for him. I think he'll he'll surprise you with the amount of minutes he gets. I, he won't I, go out I, on loan. One hundred and ten percent, he won't go out on loan. He'll, he'll play a significant part this season for Liverpool. I've watched them at Fulham. The kids like the kid is. Serious, no, he's great, he's, mate. He's a great player. I get that. Well, I think I think when most of these young lads come in, I think I think they'll get minutes early doors, and then if if he doesn't set the world alight, you know, Premier League and all that, I think then they will start thinking around, you know, how do we get him more game time? So I think it could be on the cards. Look, you've got you've got in the bigger squad. Yeah, you might be losing Mane, but you've got to keep more big players happy now. It's going to be difficult for Klopp. Um, luckily, you've got loads of games, so that's just my thoughts on it. I think, um, I think, I think Nunes will do really well. What you don't want in your camp is is unrest. Lads, Tank has four percent battery, so before he uh, dies and leaves us, right, or goes to attack two, the gut, two now two percent, right? I'll keep it quick, right? Uh, early predictions because there's a narrative build. We've got Haaland versus Nunes seems to be the uh, the, the narrative. Uh, one word answer: Who scores more goals next season, Haaland or Nunes? And I'll come to you first, Jim. Haaland, Tank, Nunes, Haaland. Yeah. he misses fifty percent of the season through injury, uh, Haaland. So. Okay, right, for, for, for what it's worth. Get it written down. 
For what it's worth, I think Salah beats the both of them. So we'll. Uh, oh, that, that's without a shadow of a doubt. That's a, that's a given. <laughs> the host privilege is there. I get to throw in a googly at the end, right, lads? Before uh, before Tank goes, uh, great to have you both uh, back on. It's been a while. You'll both be back with us next week, yeah? We will. Look forward to it. Right, fully charged. Everybody, fully charged. Fully charged. No, <laughs> no gardeners cutting down yeah. wires or anything like that. We'll be. Uh, we're back with uh, everyone. Pray for Tank's wife. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, that's enough from us. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. If you don't mind, if you've either listened on a podcast or you've watched on YouTube, if you could quickly subscribe or leave us some type of comments or feedback, um, it'll be massively appreciated by all of us and it helps the podcasts get noticed by new people. So if you could, that would be fantastic. So with that, I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week. Look after yourselves and we will be back with you next week on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Cheers, Bob.